are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans. This is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! I'd like nothing than to roll all over you, Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm going to inject your soul oh, with hey. some angry orchard and some Cheesy Guinness. <laughs> I love this song. I tell you what. Steam. I'm a cement mixer, baby. baby. This is the the great James Taylor. JT. JT. JT turns 68 years old this weekend. And that ain't Justin Timberlake. No, no, no. Although I love him too. But this is the original JT. Yes? Yep. And you're listening to, I know it's hard to believe. What do we call it again? <laughs> What's the name of this show? This is Fork Talk. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm a Fork forgot. Talk, the show about Highland Games, competitive throwing, and any uh, anything else we damn well please. Whatever we decide to talk about. And uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it has. Welcome, Big Daddy. Welcome back. Good to see you, my friend. Haas Lathrop. I am Haas. I am your co-host. And with me is the bald, the beautiful, the bulbous. The Big Daddy and the Daddy Bigs. And we have our lovely producer today, too. We do. Can- Miss. A candy. A sprinkle. Hi-do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She only does that for me, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody else. Fantastic, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. All right, so here's the deal. Welcome to episode 33 in the Collector's Edition. Number 33 is an awesome number, Big Daddy. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll eventually get to your favorite number, which I know is in the 40s. But number 33 is the number that the Haas wore for baseball, for football. When I was in peewee football, a running back, I wore 33. 33 is a great number. You know why? It's also the great number of Tony Dorsett, one of the best running backs ever. I love him. That's Cowboys. true. What, what? As a fullback, I blocked for a great number of number 33s as well. Oh, really? Right. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. You know what else about 33 is good? What's good? 1933, the Pittsburgh Steelers came to existence. Wow. And have been owned by the same family ever since. That's fantastic. Okay. Also, the invention of Rolling Rock beer from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Nice. And yes, they actually have a 33 on the bottle. Do they? Yeah. I had no idea that my favorite number was so awesome. Your favorite number speaks of volumes. Speaking of which, 
Speaking of volumes is where we're coming from. One of the reasons why we've had an absence, a delay, a four-month hiatus. I can't uh, stop moving my head like this. I know, because... It, because JT's laying it down. He is laying it down. Give you love, my very own. Okay, here's the deal. I'm going to steamroll your ass all over the bed, baby. I'm going to make a mess. Yeah, it's going to be a sticky, sticky, sticky mess. Yeah, on my mattress, ranch, mattress, ranch, mattress. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low down. Half life, <laughs> freeze dried, fried. pork fried, pork rind, cocaine, cocaine, motherfucking cane. Oh, JT, roll on over. I got, I got the steam. steam. Roll, balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll be here all week. We'll be here all week. Try the veal. From the Red Room in the Ramada Inn. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm taking that down. (laughs) Thank you, JT, for bringing us in strong. Um, Big Daddy, here's the the other important thing. Mm -hmm. I I hear the acoustics. I kind of like them. we got some work to do, but we are in our new home. Yes, we are. We are coming to you from the Fork and Forge in the Sasquatch-laden hills of the Cascade Range in the great land of the Pacific Northwest. Now, we're talking, we are in amongst, we are in a pub. A pub. A pub of your design. We're surrounded by metalworking. There's a forge only steps away where the big daddy is doing his new hammering. I'm banging shit. You are. You can throw sheaf right outside the door. There's beer nuts. Ham's beer sign flowing. Land of sky blue water awesomeness in here. (laughs) Just don't look for the canoe in the sign because it ain't coming. Oh, my goodness. This is awesome. We've been dreaming about this for years. We've been doing the show, obviously, out of uh, the uh, Hoss's house or Big Daddy's house. Um, in the uh, Fork Talk Studios, but Fork Talk Studios have moved yep. to their permanent home. New home, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, yep, yep. What, 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 what? We called it the Fork and Forge. Well, we called it, it was original. a few other things, but then our lovely producer came up with the idea. She said, hey, you know, Big Daddy's got this forge that he's making all his blacksmith shit. Right. You know, and, we're, when we're, and of course, everything's, everything's sheaf-oriented with us, right? right? So we got involved with Fork, and first we had yeah, Fork and Sheaf, or the Sheaf and Fork. And so she comes up with the fork and forge, and we're both like, bing, bingo. That's it. Fork and forge, yep. the F and F, the double F. Yeah, double F. Hey, you know what? Every word with an F in it yes. is awesome. Pretty much. Pretty you know much. Um, so let's Noun, introduce our staff. verb. Yes. Adverb. Yep. If it's got an F in it, it's yep. fantastic. Let's introduce our it's staff. super fantastic. We got the producer, Candy Sprinkles. Devil Ange is on property. Devil Ange is actually, she's rounding up the doggies. Okay. We got intern Slim Jim, who's doing what interns are supposed to be doing. He's getting us our dinner. Yeah, he's bringing us some damn food. Uh, we got our official graphic artist, Jim Waka. We got our security, Shouts Rhino, up on the border. Yep. We've got our chief scientific officer, Dr. Kenneth Noisewaterbeck. Our official cartoonist, Matt Thompson of Vargas Highlander. The roving reporter, the international man of mystery, 
Miles Wetzel. We've got our historian, Roger Saunders. And, of course, Big Daddy, I added this. We've talked about Mm -hmm. it. We have a new official member of Fork Talk. He's actually one of my new favorites. He is the man. He is our official remote correspondent. He is the one, the only Chad Olam. Oh, yeah. The Golden Boy. The Golden Boy. We're going to call him the Golden Boy. That's his new nickname. What do you think, Candy? I like it. Golden Boy. The Golden Boy. You've met him, right? Oh, yeah. I like Chad. The Golden Boy, Chad Olam. He's a strong son of a bitch. He's all over the place, and he does great interviews on the field. So he's our new correspondent. And he loves Fork Talk. Of course. And he's actually uh, went to bat for us many times when he was overseas. You know, right. visiting Scotland and all the right. strongman events with those guys. Right. Him and Ryan Vieira and uh, Francis Brebner. And Brebner. Who hates the Chief, by the way. <laughs> um, and all those guys. And he had those guys belly laughing and listening to our episodes. So we got to give Chad a big shout. Always. Big shout. Big shout. What? What? As a matter of fact, dude, let's, let's, let's just go ahead and go out on a limb here. Okay. Let's call Chad Olam the employee of the month. Ooh, hey, good idea. You like that? How about employee of the quarter? That's even better. Employee of the quarter. So, so Chad, if you're listening, anytime you come to our show, you get a primary parking spot, buddy. <laughs> I know. Woo-hoo. Yeah. You, you, I mean, it's yours. Anytime you come here, Bingo. you've got a primary parking spot right outside the pub. That doesn't just happen. No, no. I mean, I don't even have a primary parking Mm-mm. spot. You know? And, and I'm cor- the talent. And, of course, our number one fan, Audrey Rose Walker. Website is www.fork-talk.com. Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Now, Big Daddy? Yeah. I would love to do the sponsor shout today. Is that okay? Well, yeah, absolutely. I would like to. I know you usually do it, but I've written a little new copy here, and I want to give it a try. I'm good with it, and I'll tell you why. Okay. It frees me me up to take a sip of my Angry Orchard and eat a couple of these cheesy poofs. Okay, good. So you tuck into your Angry Orchard, and you have some more cheesy poofs, and I am going to do our sponsor shout. Listening. It better be good. Hey, hey, listen to me. I'm going to golden tone this. Listen, let me explain something. You can golden tone the shit out of it, but let me. if Bobo the monkey boy wrote this. Right. You know, that can fuck you up because it's, it's screwed me up on many occasions. It's true. So true. did you write this or did Bobo? Well, uh, Bobo did write this. Did you proofread it? I proofed it. Did Candy proofread it? No, she did not. So there could be errors. <laughs> yeah. want to let you know. You I, see where I'm I, going? Ju- I just proofed it. We're good? Just letting you know. Okay. Can- Candy's looking kind I'm, of like, like gonna, it's not I'm good. Gonna, I'm going to still do it good, though. Okay, you ready? All right. Okay. <sighs> me, 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 me. Okay. No pressure. Do you live in Washington or Alaska? I do. Do you live anywhere in the West Coast and have access to the Internet? Well, then you should be marking mattressranch.com with your toonie box. Us burly throwing types are rough on furniture. Rough, I tell you. And you spend more time in bed than any other one thing. And although we grunt and groan when throwing objects through space and time, we ain't stupid. So add it up, and what it is obvious you need to do, get a dang new bed from Mattress Ranch, and bingo was his name, oh. Hello, brother. Mattressranch.com. We got your bed. <laughs> we got your bed for you. We got your bed, law dog. <laughs> How did I do? That was awesome. That was, you know what, I got to awesome. You went from, uh, like, a southern gentleman to yep. some western cowboy to, like, some toothless trailer park hip hop wannabe. <laughs> I know that was awesome. 
I'm versatile. I got to tell you something. Oh, I'm versatile. You've read a lot of proof. Yeah. This is the best one you've ever read. Oh, thank you. Let's give him a round of applause, Cam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Trevor all right. What I what I would say, yeah, is that uh, you're very consistent mm. during this, right? Yes. And I think everyone got the message. That's good. Which is good. That is good. Hey, we've got a great show for you. Uh, we're gonna, of course, catch up as you've been hearing us do. I mean, we got all this bubbly energy. We got to get it out. Well, we got a lot of energy because we, frankly, we haven't done the show in about six months. That's right. So we actually like the Fork Talk Nation and each other again. We're finally talking. <laughs> we're all buddies. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we've got, of course, uh, pop culture. Oh, wait a minute, you skipped something. We've got a pop culture, pop culture, a pop culture. We've got, culture. Um, we've got, uh, and we've got historical figure, historical figure. Historical we actually have a historical figure. figure this time. Yes, and it ain't that piece of crap, figgy. No, 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 no. Um, no, in fact, shouts to the uh, Josh Sayow, the Josh Wolverine. Josh Sayow, the Wolverine. He he posted a little note to me. It said, I was bored. I made a t-shirt. What do you think? It, it was, was awesome. It was freaking awesome. It was brilliant. It's got a picture of Figgy on it, and it says, suck it, Figgy, yep. and Fork Talk with Big Dating House on the back. I think we're going to get some of those I think and, we're, and we, get those to our, our fans. We should get them, and yeah. we, should, we should put them on our website. I think so. I think people would love those. I think they would. Yeah. I think that... All right, now this is going to Steve Conway and Kel Mulray. <laughs> oh, wow, just two pr- people. No. Well, they're, they're two very influential people. They are. Okay. But I don't think they listen. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, continue. A lot of people don't listen, and we still talk to them. <laughs> I mean, we've got, what, seven listeners? Right. So here's the thing. A few years ago, I, I don't know if you remember or not, but you remember Pleasanton, they gave out a special shirt, and right. it had one of our very favorites on there, Donald Denny. Yes. Remember that shirt? Oh, yeah. It was a beautiful shirt. Haas and I didn't get it because we, did, we, we, we didn't go that year. But it was an awesome shirt. And I'm thinking, as a secondary shirt this year, yes. they should make the the Suck It Figgy shirt their secondary shirt. Ah, okay? brilliant. So you can have a shirt for each day, but then have that secondary Suck It Figgy shirt. Right. What do you think? Perfect. You like it? Yep. Bingo. I think so. I dig it. Yep. Bingo. Sponsored by... Mattress search. Fig Newtons. Right? <laughs> Fig Newtons. Fig Newtons. Suck that it, Figgy. That would be good. What would you rather do than suck a Figgy? No, that's good. Right? I like it. Got it. I okay. like it. All right. You're up next. Okay. So we have shout outs. Yeah, we stand we on. We stand on the shoulders. I can read. I know you can. Go. You know, this is the thing that drives that's, me. This is why we air. split Let's up go. for six months, okay? <laughs> I feel like John McCartney. John McCartney? <laughs> yeah. So you're Paul. Is he? Is he... <laughs> To your Paul Lennon? <laughs> to your Paul Lennon. <laughs> Let me tell you, bingo. I mean, Ringo, whatever your name is. <laughs> what about Cletus? See, that's how long we've been apart. Yeah. I can't remember the fucking Beatles. You're Cletus. That's what you are. <laughs> he was the fifth Beatle. We stand on the shoulder of giants. Man. Man. <laughs> shouts SLC. Okay. Got ya. Okay, so Facebook shouts. Yeah, we got 740. We're actually up a few. No, we're not. We actually got We've up. gone down like eight. No, no, no. We were, we're actually up two from our hiatus. Dude, the last time. Really? Mm-hmm. We're up two from our hiatus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just put the shit away. Let's, you know what? 
Pack the fucking microphones. No, put away good. the soundboard. I'm done with this shit. I've had it with these people. Hey, our plays are up to thirteen thousand seven fifty three. Oh, okay, fuck them. <laughs> um, hey, once again, we want to shout to all those athletic directors around the country who do so much to keep our crazy sport going. Without them, the growth and the continued uh, popularity of expansion just wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. And you wouldn't know happen. what? I want to make a shout out to a special guy. Okay, do it. Uh, Tim Tim. Yep. Tim Tim has been doing a lot. He's not a, an official athletic director, of course, because he's he's too stupid. But the thing is, is Tim has put together a lot of practices down where he lives in uh, Arizona. He's become like the main man in Arizona. Absolutely. Things done. I mean, he's, he's putting practice on every weekend. He's organizing backyard games. The guy is really doing it. And, you know, another thing, we always talk about Tim because he came up here last year and he helped us out so much with Tacoma, setting up and all that stuff. You know? Right. The guy is just a good dude. Yep. Um, he came out to Pleasanton, not to throw, but to just help. Help. Yep. And, you know, Steve Conway recognized that and Kelm Mulry recognized that. And we do. And he doesn't do it for recognition. He does it because he's just a good dude. Right. Right. So I just want to give a shout out to him. Shout to him. Let's make him an honorary AD. What do you think? Honorary AD. Since Ooh. he has basically run a backyard game. I mean, that's good. You yeah. know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, Tim, Tim, congratulations. You're an honorary AD. Honorary you get the AD. secondary parking spot next to Chad Olam if yeah. it shows up. It's a, it's, a, it's a challenging union to get out of once you're in. Yeah, once you, it's, it's like the mob. Kind of. You know, it's blood in, blood out kind of pretty thing. Pretty much. You know? Yeah, pretty much. Or you can just quit. Either way. But yeah, pretty much. All right. Um, let's get on to a papa culture. Let me ask you one thing, though, before we start this. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of athletic directors and games, yes, are there any games that have gone on recently that you've heard of or that you know anything about that have gone off okay? Or I gotta say, no, no, me neither, because <laughs> I am absolutely disconnected these, right now. These winter games are like you know the November through whatever January February games. Uh, if I lived in the South, I'd be awesome. Oh like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm I'm completely. I, I apologize, Fork Talk Nation and the throwing community. I've been so damn busy with work and traveling, I haven't caught up with them at all. Good point. Well, let's talk about ourselves. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about pop culture and current events. Well, we will, but we're still on ADs. We are ADs. Right. Oh, and ADs? With, might there be some We got AD- athletics that will be directing soon? Thank you. Candy Sprinkles obviously gets it. You don't. Well, we got we got Bellingham coming okay. up. Yes. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. So it's what what month is it again? It is March. Right. And what's run? What's coming up in June? Bellingham. Cole's graduation. Cole's graduation. Absolutely. Okay. And then right at, right before that is Bellingham Highland Games. Bellingham Highland Games. Which you happen I, to be. I am the athletic director. The athletic director for that. Yeah. And I happen to be the the chief troublemaker. Yeah. The, the chief warrant officer of athletic. People. Right. Anyway, you're the pro liaison. The pro- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, I suck the pros off to get them to come out and, and throw for nothing. Baby bird. Baby. Oh, they love the baby bird. Hey, don't knock it. There's only four of us. Anyway, so the bottom line is, so so Brett's going to be running uh, Bellingham, and uh, of course, first weekend in June, Bellingham. First Washington. weekend in June, we're going to have pros again, as always. Yes. Um. What else can we say about Bellingham? Last year, Brett was a chieftain. I was. Which was pretty cool. Yes. And he invited me up on stage with him, which was really, really neat. Thank you very much for that, by the way. That's You're welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, what else? Mm, yeah. We're excited. We're excited about Victoria, of course. Is, again, it's going to be oh, fabulous. Victoria is always our, our 
you know, aside from the games, the Bellingham games, yeah. Victoria, well, it's Pleasanton, too. That's one of our favorites. That's a big favorite. A lot of favorites. But Victoria has always been one of our favorites. It's going to be good. Yep. And that's all. That's run by Rachel and we, Hobbins. And, we got, and it's going to be invaded by some people from the Wisconsin area. Yeah. And the Wannets. That's right. The Wannets. The Wannet Petersons. The Wannets. Wannet Petersons. The Wannets going to get it. Yeah. That's it's right. going to be. Wannet wants it, and he's going to get hey, it. I have to say this. <laughs> it's going to be. Oh, no. Here it comes. Epic. It's going to be epical. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of over that word. It actually right. is. Uh, <laughs> it is the Peterson and the uh, Matt. It's going to be awesome. Right. Okay. And then yeah. and then at the end of June is the Tacoma Highland Games in our world. Oh, that's true. And you are the athletic director there. I am. And there and you I, are the chief of uh, I am just your people. I am your monkey boy. No, you're not. You're the you're the chief of uh, talent procurement. <laughs> there you go. And now, there's a lot of exciting things happening with Tacoma this year. And the head glory hole, gentlemen. <laughs> um, there are. Well, you know, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Sure. We got nothing but time. We don't. As athletic directors, most of you guys out there, you know, uh, throwers and such, you know you've dealt with a lot of in the past. And sometimes you get to a point, and Brett and Brett Brett's been to this point with Bellingham a few times because he's he's dealt with a very hard to deal with board. Okay, now the board that runs these things are usually from the age of mm, seventy to two hundred and fifty years old. <laughs> and while they do understand the history of the games, they don't understand how things progress. Right. 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 And so uh, Brett has had to deal with it in the past, and because Brett is, uh, you know, he's, he's a good business guy, he's a good uh, negotiator, and he's gotten us to the point at Bellingham where basically they kiss our asses the minute we get to the field, <laughs> right? We wanted a beer garden next to the beer field, next to the athletic field. What happened last year? Brett? Boom, beer boom, garden. we got it. Yep. yep. In fact, they were so happy that the guy who runs the games. I'll use his name, Jared Winchester. He doesn't listen anyway. Yeah, Jared's um, awesome. Jared's awesome, dude. He stops us wherever we are. He says, I need you guys. I want to, I want I guess, a big surprise for you guys. He says, close your eyes and turn around. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. <laughs> if you ask me to pull my pants, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so we turn around, and he says, okay, you see that big white tent over there? And we're like, yeah. He goes, right next to the athletic field? Yep. That's the beer garden. That's the satellite beer garden you guys wanted. Boom. Boom. And that little beer garden made a bunch of money. Did busy, did, and we proved them right. Mm-hmm. We proved ourselves right. Right. So, and that's how it worked. Right. Right. So, Tacoma, we had a little issue with some of the board members. We did. Right. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we did. Yeah. And you know, most of the board members, awesome people, really nice, easy to get along with. You know. Yep. But there was a couple of little people that just weren't that easy to get along with. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Brett was out of town. Um, we had discussed the possibility of us not doing the games this year. Right. And because of that nastiness that was going on, you know, with the emails and stuff like that. So we said, you know what, we're not going to do the games at yep. all. Right? Good, good luck. Yep. Have fun. But we figured, well, let's say they waffle on us. What are we going to ask for? Right. And so Brett and I talked about it, and if you guys, always have a backup plan, that's right. A lot of the locals will will know this, and a lot of you locals listen to our show. Uh, Tacoma is thrown in a big horse arena full of sand, and it's twenty degrees hotter in this corral than it is anywhere else in the place. It's terrible, horrible. It's either twenty degrees hotter or three inches wetter. Yes, right. As a matter of fact, right. And um, 
to go along with that, you know, we get we get some you know close calls, we get some injuries. We have judges out there that are dying out there because they're out there two, three hours judging caber and such. Right. And it's super hot, and we have heat exhaustion, and all those issues. So we saw, we decided, well, let's say they they try to get us not to quit. Uh, what do we want? Well, we wanted caber on the upper field. Caber on the upper field. On the grass. Yep. Out of the arena. Yep. And so we got we uh, talked about it, and we thought they're never going to go for this. Never. There's no way, you know. So that'll be great. That'll be our out, you know. Right. We argued with them. We we just walked away. Said so it's too dangerous. We always turn ankles. It's at the end of the day. It's all chewed up. It's not all rolled anymore. It's yep. terrible. It's a mess. It's terrible. Terrible. And we both thrown in it, and we both know how bad it gets, right? Yep. So. But anyway, long story short, uh, Brett was out of town. I ended up going to the games, which is always kind of one of those things. We're or going to the uh, uh, count, the um, the meeting, the meeting, which is always you know kind of iffy, because usually Brett is there to kind of control me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so this conscience. So this time I took Devil Ange, and uh, first mistake. Yeah, she was my voice of reason, which uh, you know she's from Mississippi, so. <laughs> And um, so uh, we, I ended up calling out the two people who were our biggest problems, and we ended up uh, decided. I, I told them what we were gonna. We're not gonna be doing their games this year. We're gonna, and we got begged to come back. And I said, "Well, I, you guys aren't gonna go for this, but I'll tell you what. If we were to come back, we would have to have Cave running up the field." Well, they went for it. That's right. So good news is we'll be running the Tacoma Island Games again this year. We will. We'll have Caber on the upper field because Brett and I just went out there and marched out a nice area for it. Yeah, we got a good place. And uh, Brett also negotiated the beer garden to be moved. Beer garden to moved. A better area where they can actually view the sheaf on the upper field and the, then the Caber. Yep. And what else did we get out of it? Sheaf Caber on one side and the rest of the, the all the entertainment on the other side. Yeah, maybe yeah. see a stage. Yep. They can see everything now. It's perfect. And I got a golf cart. They're yeah. going to actually give us our own golf cart. That's crazy So we negotiated the shit out of this. That's crazy talk. I'm telling you. So It'll be good. So bottom line is uh, Tacoma's going to be bigger and better this year. It'll be good. Yep. Right. Weather weather permitting. It'll weather be permitting, good, yeah. good, good. And those are the things that we deal with as athletic directors. And so that's why we give a special shout out to ADs because we know exactly what you're going through. Right. Right. That's right. Because you know. some people have boards that it works. Some people it doesn't. We, we've we run into a couple now where we had to work really hard to, to give them our whole pitch, like you've heard us say on the show before about the three-legged stool. And right. it's, you know, the games are all about piping, dancing, and athletics. Right. And all, and all three are very important. That's what you, people come and see. And if you don't have those three and the constituent groups of parents and people that come to watch the kids dance or their friends pipe or their friends throw and all of that, you don't have a good base, right? And then everything else, like the vendors and everything, just makes added value to the whole thing, That's right? right. Absolutely. It's like you, it's like, and, and again, I maybe people have different perspectives, but you, your base is those three, the clans, a beer tent. I mean, that's the first five things you do, mm-hmm. and then after that, everything's upside. And the clans are there for themselves. The right. people who actually from the street that come in to watch us. You know, they're there to see action. They're see, yeah, that's right. They want you to know? see. They want to be entertained. Dogs herding cool sheep. Yep. They want to see the, you know, they want to see the dancers. They want to hear bagpipes. They that's want right. to see stuff thrown. So you just got to keep that in perspective. And everything you do in your board for planning games should be around 
enhancing that the in, the enjoyment of having people come in the gate and see something interesting and celebrating the culture. Yeah, and piping is the culture, dancing is the culture, and throwing is the throwing culture. is the culture. Right. right. Yep. Everything else. Well, so. everything else takes care of itself. But people let them all kinds of chaos get in the way. You know, I need this tent for my clan next to this thing because I don't want to move and I want to do this and it just well, gets I'm disabled and I can't it walk just from here get, to there. It gets crazy and you're just like that's not what it's about. Nope. So yep, I'm glad it worked out. Well, shouts to all the athletic directors and shouts. I think word word up. You know, when Hashtag. I first started Woo! being part of the games. <laughs> yeah. You want me to stop talking? No. no I love it no. when you talk, Candy Sprinkles. I just was thinking that when we first started going to games, when you first started competing, it was great. We thought it ran great, but we had no idea of all the work that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. It's true. For, you have no every, idea. For every aspect. Everything. Athletics, piping, dancing, everything else. And yeah. when you get involved with, you know, whether it's, be an athletic director or part of the committee or a volunteer, you really start to get an appreciation for how much work goes on to make these festivals happen. So, yeah. True that. All right. We are going to um, head out to a little uh, break, and then we are going to um, come in for the next section. All right, Katie, for sprinkles. All right. All right, off we go, out on a little JT. That thing I remember is the freezing cold. Water reaching up just to swallow me whole. Ice in the rigging and howling wind. Stephen is my name. I'm the most wanted man on my island. Except I'm not on my island, of course. More's the pity. Your island? You mean Ireland? Yeah, it's mine. All right, take two. Take two. <laughs> I had that funny line at the beginning, too, you know, about the women. and you know. I know. It's going to be forever just between us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. I never liked that name. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song. I just can't remember who to sing it to. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. That's right. I've seen Devil Lands and she said, I don't want to see you again. (laughs) I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. Because you don't have any. (laughs) Because I don't have any. Because I forget to push record on the damn player. Again. Oh my gosh. Okay, welcome back. Welcome Episode back. 33 to Fork Talk. That is the great James Taylor once again. Fire and Rain, an appropriate song for not only Bobo the Monkey Boar's abilities on the board, but for the Papa Culture items we were going to talk about. Papa Culture. Oh, by the way, are we recording? A Papa Culture. I was just going to say that. <laughs> uh, yes, we are recording now. Here's what I'm thinking. The podcast gold that we just laid down (laughs) is now out in the ether, sitting amongst the rest of the alien clouds. It's not even in a cloud because it didn't record. (laughs) 
From what I don't know much, but I know that much. Oh my giddy odd. Right, I think from now on, Candy sprinkles me in charge of hitting the record. Taking that on. I always do the record and then we do check check voice energy, voice yeah. energy. Yeah. I just went right into the song. And got mad at me because I was talking during the song. Oh my god! I know. Yeah, it started beautifully. Okay, well, we're back. Welcome to a Papa Culture. A Papa Culture. And the first thing we're going to talk about is Vikings are back. Vikings are back. Woo-hoo. The Vikings, the show of shows. Yes. Too, too long. Didn't read Paris over Rollo Parisian. <laughs> we Somebody died. Hits History Channel. <laughs> blah, Vikings. Blah, blah. Somebody fourth, got axed. Fourth season. And I'm super excited about it. You've been recording yours and haven't watched many yet on no, DVD. No. Um, I got the same. I got DVR. Stephanie's way ahead. Um, but we decided that Rolo, who they left him in Paris. Rollo, they left in Paris. Rollo, I'm deciding he's Rolo, like Rolo, those candies. With Rolo's the, with the candy. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call him. Soft now. on the inside, hard on the outside. He's, you know. no lo- he's not soft on the outside and soft on the inside. From yeah. what I understand, he's soft. So all he the stays time. to marry the princess Buttercup, who doesn't want anything to have him, and in- the ugliest French woman in the entire world. And, and instead of being Viking-like and just taking her, yeah, which I'm not necessarily condoning, but if you're a Viking and you've just sacked Paris and you're now married to the king's daughter, yeah. If she doesn't like you, you're not supposed to like go. Oh well, good night, wife, and turn over. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? What is that? The dog whisperer? He's using some kind of a horse whisperer type thing going on here. Here's what I got to say about this. Exactly right. Irish people are known for drinking. Yes. Okay. Germans are known for sauerkraut. (laughs) All right. Okay. Polish people are known for doing everything backwards. Okay. Right. (laughs) But the bottom line is, Vikings are known for one thing. Rape. rape and he didn't even touch her pillaging yeah, yeah. that's right so I, I i i don't know what to say about it i it, it, the bo- pussification it of the viking show boggles my mind well hopefully that's not the jump the shark moment for the show jump actually. the shark i love that expression for those of you who don't know what it is if you ever watched happy days which most of our audience is probably too young to remember that show some of them yes i know i am but <laughs> the bottom line is uh there was a, a uh, an episode where uh, Fonz jumped a shark. <laughs> that's right. With his motorcycle, and he that's did. what everyone says: jump the shark because it's no, a, they squoze a way too much on out of water everything. skis. That's right. Tomato, tomato. He jumped a shark, and everybody knows the derivation of that saying. But the funny thing is, not everybody. Cole, did you know that? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> so the bottom line is, don't jump the shark. Well, I hope that's not the jump the shark moment because who wears a leather jacket when they're water skiing? By the way. The Fonz, the man, Fonz. he's cool. I remember hey. how that show it ended. Hey. It was a two. It was a two part episode. Right. So he's going to jump the shark, and, and he takes it, off. And boom! Then it, they cut. Yeah, and then you had to wait till next week to see. Yeah, wait till ne- uh, next week to yeah, see if he week, lands it. He landed on the other side. He did. Whoop dee doo! It was a clean It's like Ryan Stewart turning the camera. Whoop dee doo! <laughs> Funny. All right, another good uh, new show that yours your one of your new favorites. Yes, Forged in Fire. Forged in Fire. Because you're Mr. Blacksmith now. Yep, Mr. Blacksmith. You can call me the Master Blacksmith. So, what's the deal with this show? What's it? Is it a reality TV show kind of thing? So, like I said before, the stupid idiot uh, Bobo the Monkey Boy decided not to record. Us Nobody knows that. So, continue. Oh, I'm sorry. Did yeah. I give that away? Well, you can edit it out. You do it anyway. Uh-huh. You get it out the entire last segment. So, uh-huh. so anyway. Um, the the deal is is it's like chopped, right? So okay. you got four blacksmiths. They make knives. Right. Bada bing, bada boom. 
They're two. down to the last. When they get down to the last How two. How many judges? Three judges? Three judges. Okay. Wait. One of them is a guy by the name of Dark Mar- Doug Marqueda. You ever heard of him? No. He's a martial arts expert. Oh. He could he could be cutting your throat right now, and you wouldn't even know it. Wow. In fact, I think he's behind you. But what does he know about forging? He knows about knives, jackass. Oh, okay. So okay. he knows knives, but he doesn't know forging. You want you ask him? I'm he'll just cut asking. Your, he'll cut your throat just for that fucking question. <laughs> I'll tell I you that right you, now. I thought you said they're all nice on there. Or not. He is nice, but he's not going to like the questioning that you're about you that you're giving him. Okay, all right. You know, but so you love the show? Yeah, great show. And um, the, yes, candy sprinkles. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just thought of a great. Crossover. Okay, Uh-oh. say it. A Highland Games crossover? No, between Forged and Fire, yeah, they make knives that the people on Chopped have to use. Hmm. Oh, not too shabby. Interesting. And then they cut the people's throats that are actually the on I, Vikings. Vikings, and then they <laughs> then they rape the French women. Sure. Okay. Bingo. I like Bingo. it. I'd watch it. Welcome to the studio, Devil Ange. Devil Ange has just walked me. into the studio. Why don't you give us a hidey ho, Devil Ange? Oh, yeah, we haven't gotten that yet. Give it to us good and loud there, Mississippi. Put some Mississippi honey on it. Hey, y'all. There she is. Nice. With a piece of pizza in her hand and beauty. a smile her heart. Beauty, beauty. All right, let's talk about the other TV show that happened recently, the Oscars. Oh, yeah. The annual show with hey, the awards. You know, we got awards. through this a lot faster than we did before you didn't record the last part. I know. It's, we awesome. cut out all the crazy stuff. Yeah, the funny, the funny so stuff. All the funny stuff is gone <laughs> all now. All the funny stuff's gone, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. You got all the facts. Let's talk about the Oscars. Yeah. Okay, for one specific purpose. Okay. One of the uh, awards on the evening is Best Supporting Actor. Indeed. Or actress. Well, there's both. Yeah, there is both. I'm aware of this. And the actor category has many fine people. One in uh, particular. Including, and most importantly, Sly Stallone. Stallone. Best actor in the category history, by the way. Who Who won the Golden Globe. Won the Golden Globe. That's right. And they were thinking he may just win an Oscar for this. This is, of course, for Creed, his final episode of the Rocky series. I just saw this for the first time on the airplane coming home the other day. Right. And uh, you said it was good. I agree. I think it was a good film. The two thumbs up. Uh, two thumbs up from Siskel and Ebert, a.k.a. Big Daddy and Haas. Neither one of us is Siskel or Ebert because, no, no. They're A, they're both dead. Yep. And they weren't, True. they weren't throwers. But we'd be good on that show, actually. Oh, we'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, but here's the deal. So um, the... The guy who wins, and I forget the actor's name, but he uh, it was from uh, Bridge of Spies. Yes. And I loved the movie. It was a great movie. Yeah, great movie with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, fantastic. And he had a really cool part in the movie, the guy who played uh, the, the Russian, spy. Russian spy guy. Um, and I've seen that actor before, like him. He's good. He does good bit parts mm-hmm. and all that. But he literally had, I think you were saying, like 15 minutes in the whole film. Screen time was probably less than 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of lines. He, had three he sat lines. there with a cigarette most of the time with his hat on, kind of looking desperately <laughs> in the, into the air, right? Yep. And so he's up for it. So Stallone, on the other hand, in his 60s, you know, still looking good, yep. plays Rocky, and he plays a Rocky that's older. You know, going through cancer. Cancer treatment, yeah. He's, he, he shows a whole lot of vulnerability. 
I, one, actually, one of the greatest scenes in that movie, Big Daddy, was when he goes to the tombstone and he gets Polly his glass, uh, his uh, little favorite whiskey, All right. and um, and a rose for um, Adrian. Adrian, and he sits there. He's got a chair stuffed in the tree next to him. Mm-hmm. And he pulls the chair out of the tree because he's there often enough. Mm-hmm. Sits there talking to him like they're there, and he just starts reading the paper. Right. Like, let's see what's in the news, talking. Because he's got no one else to really talk to And anymore. that's what he, he did in Rocky Balboa. He would go to Adrian's grave. He pulled the same wooden chair out of the tree, and he did that, too. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I, that was just a really cool scene. I just found that really touching. Um, and then, and then of course, the you know the, the story, obviously, is Apollo's son that he had from an affair, and his wife had taken him in after he died and all that. And the woman all who played his wife should have, could have won a Best Supporting Actress as well. And that was, <laughs> do you know who she was? Felisa Rashad, exactly. right? Exactly, yep. Yeah. Yep. Married to? Ahmad uh, Rashad. Ahmad Rashad. Rashad of the? Minnesota Vikings. Thank you. What, what? Um, <laughs> okay, so anyway, I thought Stallone, I mean, Stallone had to carry that whole film. I mean, he was in it all the time, obviously, right. with him and the kid that played um, Adonis Creed. Yes, AK, uh, slash Johnson. Yeah. Um, his, his name is Michael B. Jordan. Thank you very much, Michael B. Jordan. No relation. No relation. That's why he has to be. Anyway, so, That's why he has um, to be. so we've decided that Poo Poo on You, that was a bad Oscar pick. I it think. was a bad Oscar pick. But you know what? The Oscars are known for bad picks. Well, that's true. You that's know, true. And they're also known for stonewalling actors that they don't think should get an Academy Award. And, I, you know, you look at, uh, it was a couple years ago when The Wrestler came out with Mickey Rourke. Right. Okay. Right. He won the Golden Globe for the best, Acad- for the best actor. Right. right. Goes to the uh, Oscars. Yep. Doesn't win it. Doesn't even come close. Right. Right. Well, they're gonna no, wait a minute. Stallone won for Rocky. No, no, no the movie won. Ah. Stallone, Stallone did he not d- win he didn't, he, didn't, no. he didn't win Best Actor. No, he wasn't even nominated. Oh, okay. So, but the movie won something. The movie won. Okay. But the, but, Best film in 1977. But this is part okay. of the, con- the controversy that's been the last, this particular Oscars, but also previous ones, is that and their and their academy, they addressed it during the telecast. The president of the academy came up and gave this speech, and she said they're they are taking active steps to change the makeup of the academy members who right. vote. Cause, so, cause so they right represent now more of the audience that's watching. Old white guys, right? So they're trying to make it more diverse. Both. You want me to do that again? No, quit hitting the sh- stuff. Even when we're on uh, recording, you can't see us. Candy is talking with her hands. I can see her. Yeah. Go. They're trying to make the whole academy membership more diverse. What's wrong with white guys? Age, uh, all the demographics, any any yeah. demographic categories to get more inclusiveness about you know sure. other films should be in. Of course. But you know who should have won? I'm going to say even above Stallone. Mm-hmm. What? We're not going to like this. Go ahead. Go, Candy. So I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. If I'm you get this wrong. Leonardo DiCaprio won Best Actor for The Revenant. Yes. Which a lot of people said was quite deserved. Yes. I haven't seen it, but I bet it's good. It's a good movie. But one of his co-stars was not even nominated and should have swept the supporting Christ- play- player Christian category. Bale? No. The Bear. The Bear? The Bear? The bear. You, the bear. The bear was, that attacked him. The the CG bear was so good it should have gotten an Oscar for. Well, the problem with it would have been best supporting actress. It was, it was a mom bear, blast. right? Because it was a, it was a female ah, bear. Female. Tom Hardy was actually the adversary. Oh, that's right, Tom Hardy. That it wasn't Christian Bale. Nice try. Yeah, 
but they didn't nominate the bear for yeah. best supporting actress. That's and that terrible. that is speciesist. Cujo didn't win. It this. is. Cujo never won either. Cujo never True. won. I know, right? Species, speciesism. Francis, a talking mural? Never. 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 True. So now they need to get people or Penguin. creatures Lassie? on the Academy like right. Abby. True. Lassie never won. Right. Ever. And she phoned Timmy like a thousand times. The, 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 the hound. The I hound. mean, how often can Timmy get in trouble and Lassie find him? Neither, and not get neither the right. fox nor the hound were nominated. King Kong. Did King, King, Kong? did King Kong get anything? Nope. I mean, he carried that picture, literally. Faye Ray didn't even get Best Supporting Actress for that. And that was 1932. Man. Okay. And, and, and if we're going to go on those lines, what about BB-8? Who? BB-8 from Star Wars. What's that? The little droid. See, it was good. Oh. Uh, now you guys are crossing the line. Okay, I can go with the animals and shit, but fucking machines don't get a goddamn can. All right, and our, and our last <laughs> topic for pop culture. Pop culture. Is, of course, the greatest television show. Chuck Norris show. never got an Academy Award either. True. And he should have for uh, uh, the movie with uh, Bruce Lee, uh, Enter the Dragon. But did you notice that the Academy Award, if you look at it closely, it has no penis? Right, Have it's just that? a statue. It's a, it's, yes. a, it's a eunuch. It's it's a it's a not anatomically correct statue mm. of a person. Yes. Well, it might be anatomically correct to certain people. Kind of Ken dollish, right? Like, yeah, it looks like a Ken doll. You guys have looked in Ken doll's pants. Mm. Yeah. What's wrong with Everybody you guys? Everybody undresses Ken. I don't. I didn't have a Ken. I had a GI Joe. You do too. And did GI and GI Joe had nothing. And, and there. I never G. took his pants off. I played with him like a doll. Was I'm not. You know, Joe what well are you guys hung? doing? You don't have to wash their clothes. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, the dolls can wear the clothes all. all I didn't know you're still playing with dolls. It's good for you. Their entire way lives. To, way, to, way to bring that out. It's okay. Hey, I still got my GI Joe with a kung fu grip, so you can go to hell right Woo-hoo. now. That's all I can say about that. All right, last topic: the greatest television show out there today. On twenty four seven, and will be till November seventh. Is that it? Daily sketch? Hmm. No. <laughs> the presidential run and Trump. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to talk about this. We do. I don't care where this goes. We're talking about it. That's right. I said it. Trump. I'm loaded for bear. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you this, Brett. T- tell me. Are you for Trump or against him? Um. Yes or no. For or against? I'm against him for president. You are? Yeah. Stephanie? I'm against him for president. I just want a yes or no. Okay, I'm against him for president. I'm not okay. a, yeah, I'm not a fan for president. Okay. I'm a fan, so, not a, not for president. So are you for Hillary then? Uh, absolutely not. How about you, Stephanie? I, I'm it's a yes more... Or no. I'm, I don't... Not entirely. Okay. Let me explain to you guys something. Okay. If Trump wins the nomination as a Republican, yes. he's going against Hillary. I'm aware of this. Okay. So you better get on the Trump train, brother. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Listen, uh, uh, first of all, I, I find it shocking and nearly incomprehensible that that could be my only choice is those two. But, but as shocking as it is, I'm going to tell, tell you what I think because I always do. Of course. You, what? I started you're gonna, out. You're going to tell us. I'm going to give you me think. my opinion. Okay. Let's go. I started out in the same vein. Was okay. not a big Trump fan. You know, I know the guy personally. You know, um, <laughs> he's, he's a good. Classy. You're classy. He's a good friend. Did he give you a small loan of a million dollars? No, he's borrowed money from me. 
Of course he has. But what I want to say about him is good, good friend. Big the guy, daddy. he's a good friend of mine. Big okay. Daddy's Trump's a good, good friend, friend of mine. And so is Muhammad Big Ali. Big Daddy's the best. He's a classy guy. Muhammad classy. Ali is a good friend of mine, right? right. He's a good friend of his, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how we met. We met through Muhammad Ali. Of course. Cassius Clay is what we used to call him because that's his real name. Anyway, yep. so the bottom line is mm-hmm. I was in the same vein as you. Yep. But the thing that I like about Trump, and a lot of people that I know, they can't argue with me on this point, is he's not afraid to say what he thinks. He's not afraid to tell people what he thinks. True. And if he does waffle, he's not afraid to admit that he's waffling. During the last debate, yeah. they called him on a, a, a waiver that he made from one statement to the, a different statement. He okay. said, well, you know what? He says, I changed my mind. Have you ever heard a politician say that? Have you ever heard a politician own up to changing their mind? They won't. No. They'll, they'll argue about it, and they'll say, oh, no, that's not what I said, and blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, so, so yeah, the guy can be a douchebag, Right. But I really think, when you think about it this way, a lot of politicians are um, motivated by money. True. He doesn't have to be motivated by money. He's rich. He doesn't even want a salary. Whatever salary he's supposed to make, he's not even going to collect. So that's my point. Okay. That's what I think about Trump. I I think the whole thing's fascinating. I think it is fascinating. I think you're fascinating. It's a fascinating reflection of our country at the moment because... Hello? Not just Trump, but all of the candidates. You got to have your thoughts ready to go. Are bringing about <laughs> something that is exposing some very ugly parts of our American culture and our American how people are feeling and thinking. And it's been this has been building. It happens every year. For, no, but this is building more because we've had the the protests against the police. We've had the Black Lives Matter movement, and that's you know the All Lives Matter movement, and. There are there. It's exposing some real schisms in American society that are. There's very always schisms. Ugly, no, but Can you explain the word schism? Uglier, a break. I've heard it like eight I times. Don't, I'm not buying what you're laying it's down. It's uglier than anything that I've seen I'm, in my lifetime. I'm not buying what you're laying down. You know why it's every ugly? four hey, years. This is my opinion, Haas. <laughs> it's lovely opinion. You don't get to interrupt me. You didn't interrupt <laughs> Big Daddy when he was saying his opinion. That's because I got my foot on his balls. <laughs> His foot on my throat. From I under the table. Anything. I was like, oh, From under the table, oh, I have my foot on his balls. Okay. That's interesting. I, Do you know why, Candy? Do you know why we're in this state? We're in this state of affairs because Obama is a piece of shit. He's a shitty fucking president. He's been the worst president in the, in the beginning of time. And here's the problem. He's done nothing. He is a he was a do-nothing before he got in. He was a backseater, you know, when he was uh, before he was president. And here's the thing. Before Ronald Reagan, who did you have? Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. He was a do-nothing piece of shit, too. People got sick of Jimmy Carter, and they voted for Ronald Reagan, and Ronald Reagan turned everything up around. Shouts Nancy, by the way. By the way. And who Obama didn't go to her funeral, by the way. Michelle did. Whoop-de-doo. Good. That's good. As the President of the United States, he should have gone. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad Michelle did, though. But Michelle doesn't have anything else to do. She's got plenty to do, but it's good that she went represent you know what I'm, continue. I'm you know what i'm hearing what i'm hearing an obama supporter oh i'm not a supporter of his well you sure sound like one i, uh, okay. I was supporting the fact that the first lady went to her a former first well, I'm lady supporting the, fact that the president should have went to her I, I iconic totally funeral he should have he should have gone to uh justin's uh justice scalia's as well that's right but he didn't 
Mm. So, that, no, that's, and that's not classy. So the reason why we are at where un-classy. we are right now with Donald Trump yeah. is because of where we've been for the last eight years. It could be. I think it's been building since before that, though. It may be, but you know what? It's where we're at right now. No, but it, you can't. That'll be interesting. We live in a world where you're afraid to speak the truth. You're afraid to say what you think because it's not politically correct. You're a racist if you don't side with Obama. And everyone who doesn't side with Obama gets pointed out as a racist. And that's how that's a, everything works that way for him. Hmm. So Interesting. That's my job. Yeah. Yeah, well, you get, you, that's you good. get to talk the most. Huh? It's good. It is Big Daddy and Hoss. I'll tell you what. We'll, it, <laughs> Fork Talk's gone political. <laughs> it's crossfire on Fork this, Talk. This topic was supposed to be about Trump, not about Trump, the current president. I don't care. He, he, it's he, where it went. He, he said that's why he thinks Trump is a factor. The reason yeah, and, I, is, and neither of opinion. you let me finish speaking. So I'm just going to say that is a reflection of quite a lot. Interesting. I don't get it. I don't know either, but that's good. You can go ahead and finish. Yeah, I'll, keep going. I'll sit I, back and eat cheese balls. I was just commenting. That's, I thought that was the whole point. You're supposed to comment. So what's your opinion, Haas? I, I was only commenting on the fact that I thought that uh, every four years we say a lot of the same things, which is that uh, the world's coming to an end and it's worse than it ever was, and every generation says the same thing about that. So I, it just, it just, I don't, I, I don't personally buy the, the, you know, that any one time is much worse than the other. I Especially don't. in recent history, because there's always you know certain unrest going on. There's, there's we're just in a cycle right now where it seems like that's always the case. There's one thing that I hope happens out of this next election cycle, and it's not just this cycle, but it's also the one in two years from now. We have got to get government working again because it has not been working as it's supposed to do. It's not working. Our, our, our elected people are not doing the jobs that we have elected them to do, Donald no matter what side you're on. Well, Donald Trump has already outlined, outlined a plan to decrease the deficit by trillions of dollars in the first four years of uh, running for president. How? I, I don't know how he did it. I'm just saying. He has. He's he, outlined a plan. No, he hasn't. He said he's going to, but he has no plan. No, I actually saw it. I'm not saying I saw the plan. I'm just saying there is a plan that he has said... If we do this and do that and do this, it'll decrease the deficit. Hmm. And it, it wasn't just him. It was an economist who actually backed it up. Well, I, I don't know. that I'm not going to sit here and tell I you think, I know the exact plan because I don't. I just read it. I think they've all got plans. They all but think it's the first time I've ever heard. It's the first time I've ever heard I've got, I'm going to do this, and here's my plan. Even when Mitt Romney ran four years ago, he said he was going to do this, but he didn't have a plan. Uh. He didn't say, well, I'm going to do this, do that, do this. You know, but the first thing they're going to do is they're going to cut Obamacare. That's everybody's plan, except for Hillary's. Sure. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll do it too. Well, the, but the thing is, no. Every president says <laughs> no. Every candidate says they have a plan, but if you can't, if you don't get Congress working together, it doesn't matter what the president wants to do. True. Yep. Very true. I believe in that. All right. So. Trump and his beautiful hair. This is the greatest. Steam rolls in his way this through is this. Seriously, the greatest, one of the greatest reality shows in its actual reality that we've ever seen. It's pretty good. 
It's going to be interesting. And it's all OJ's fault. People need a change. Mm. Which is the other people want a pop change. culture thing we didn't talk about. OJ. Well, we can talk about the, the People versus OJ Simpson on the next episode, which well, is another good show. That's they found the knife, but it wasn't the knife. Right. All right. So should we uh, head out of pop culture into something different? Sure. Yeah. What are talking about? We're, we're going to go to the break, and then we're going to come back. How does that sound? Does that sound good? I like that plan. Yeah? How much do you like it? I like it so much. Yeah, and I'm, I'm getting ready to cry. You're eating your I'm eating a bunch cheesy, of cheese. I got a whole thing of cheese balls in front of me. Cheesy poops. And I can't I can, stop eating it. I can hear them. You're eating them. Just yesterday on, morning. On the deal. You, you were gone. Because all the cheesy poops were eaten. all the cheesy poops were gone. Yeah. We out. A 12-pack of Pepsi and a big thing of cheese balls. Just you took them all along with my stogies. No. I drink Angry Orchard and I smoke stogies. I eat cheesy poofs and I like my pizza with pepperoni. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. But I always. Well, since my baby left me. I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lonely Street, that heartbreak hotel. You took do it with the harmony parts. Right. Well, since, since, since my, my baby, baby, the same key though, I think. Well, since, since my, my baby, baby left me, if I'm going, since my baby left me, me. No, you can't hit that note. Mm. Since my, mm. since my baby left me. Well, I've found, found a new place, place to dwell. That's all right. Well, well, think. Oh, it well, sounds raga. You don't want to go raga. No, not on this. It don't. It well, sounds fucking barber shop. Well, don't hey, barber shop raga. Watch them. Watch them. It's a new hybrid. The king. My nuts pulling up inside of me because the river's cold. Wow. That must hurt. It's, it's cold. It's the water's cold. Water cold. Water cold. Colder than a witch's tit in a brass bra. I love this song, actually. This is uh, called like The Frozen Man. And it's uh, about a guy who uh, is frozen? like a Viking uh, back in the day who is out fishing and he falls in the water and uh, like uh, gets frozen really quickly. And so he thaws out years later and they put him back together and everybody he knew knows is dead. And it's like, this, this sucks. So it's not really a true story. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. Could be. No, I don't like really. it. I gotta tell you, I don't like it at all. Okay, well, I'll take it down then. All right? Please do, because I'm getting a little ornery. Yes. Okay, well, you know, that's... Anyway, that was JT. We're back. You know, that's Welcome the thing about you, Lathrop. You come up with the most obscure freaking music, and nobody likes it. And nobody, uh, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know, your iPad reads like a 16-year-old girl. You know, you got Lady Gaga, you got Prince. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, I know. Sorry, it's ridiculous. You, you, and you, <laughs> what? 
the hell is Why that? are you playing that music now? Wait, why is it cold in here? Why is it getting cold in here? You just played the Frozen, man. No, 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 no. Dude. You hear that? Oh, shit. Oh, son of a gun. What the hell? Don't fucking tell me. We moved. I, he's found us. Oh. I told you. God, I'm Damn out of here. This guy scares the shit out of me. Oh, for crying out loud. Um, oh, shit. He's right behind you. I'm not going to move. I'm not I'm not going to move. Hey, Blit Rathrop. Oh, my God. It's Donald Denny. It's you and your football buddy. <laughs> Hello, Big Donald. Daddy. Hello, Donald. I thought uh, I wasn't sure you'd know where we moved to. I'd been hunting this place for years. Uh, I thought you'd ghosts like me, but you just flesh and blood fat traps like I remember you from the last time. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yes. Here we are, Denny. How you been? I've been great. Yeah? I decided to do my own little podcast. Oh, you did, did you? Yes. Really? Well, well, you guys weren't around, so I figured, screw it, I'll take on my own. Well, what's it called, Donald? What do you think it's called? It's called Donald Denny, the greatest athlete to ever walk the earth, you fat crap. <laughs> That's catchy. Catchy title, yeah. Yeah, what uh, do you think? Do you, have yeah, any, you like me medals? Do you have any guests? Do you the lovely medals? I can hear them. I got jingling. a whole bunch of them. <laughs> this is only half. Do you, uh, do you have any guests on that new podcast of yours? What? Guests, yeah. Guests? Yeah. <laughs> Why would I want guests? Well, you... Who's better to talk about Donald Denny than Donald Denny? Well, I'm my own guest. <laughs> um, okay. Well, it's kinda... Other people are crap compared to me, Brett Lathrop. They don't, even, they, they don't even touch me. I've got more accomplishments than anybody. Well, it's kind of important. People are interested in you know what you're talking about, etc., the only one that needs to be important is me. Everyone loves when I talk. I understand that your podcasts had the biggest ratings when I spooked you. Yeah, true. They, Why in the hell is Big Daddy shivering in the corner? Well, he's afraid of you. He's not big fun. He's not fond of ghosts. He's 290 pounds. What's he afraid of? Oh, that's right. Me. Because I'm bigger and stronger than he is. <laughs> Uh, yes, well, people do love you, Denny, although I'm not sure they uh, think you're actually uh, accurate about all the things that you do what? or say. What? Yeah. Say that again. Say it to me, face, Brett Lathrop. I am, but you're, like, translucent. I'm seeing the wall. I'm seeing nothing but a big, fat piece of crap. <laughs> and another fat piece of crap. Hakar in the corner. Hey, Big Daddy! Get up, you fat piece of crap! <laughs> Who's this guy sitting next to me? All right, Denny. Who is he? Uh, that's that's intern Slim Jim. Well, compared to you, he's good looking. <laughs> Obviously, you're not his real father. Well, uh, Donald. What did the milkman look like back in 1980 something? <laughs> well, Donald, uh, good luck with the uh, with the uh, podcast. Oh, I you think cut me off, are you? I think it's time for you to go. I think oh, you should head right? out. Well, you know what? I'm haunting this place. Why don't you shut up? <laughs> uh, Nobody you, listens to your crappy show anyway. Can, what are you talking about? Fine. I don't need your crap. I'm going to go back. I'm going to drink me Guinness. I'm going to steal your fat buddy's angry orchard. I'm going to smoke his stogies. And I'm going to go watch his wife take a shower. <laughs> That's not right, Donald. I don't care. Get out of here. I don't have to be right. I'm oh, deed. Oh, for God's sake. I'm deed. You are deed. Now go. Fine. Go to hell. 
And I hope all your listeners listen to me when they say... He's gone. Oh, my God. Holy shit, that guy scares the shit out of me. (laughs) That was crazy. I didn't think we'd see him anytime soon. I thought when we moved our podcast that son of a bitch wouldn't find us. (laughs) Turns out he's haunting my house and watching my wife take a shower. (laughs) Wow. That's uh, that's aggressive. You know when that radio... We had a radio in our bathroom and it turns on every once in a while. I guarantee you that son of a bitch is probably playing music. (laughs) Probably. But if he wasn't dead, I'd kill him myself. <laughs> um, I'd like to uh, compose myself, uh, clean my britches, yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go take a, we'll get back into the next I'd go take a shower, but he's probably going to watch me. <laughs> uh, let's go out on a little JT. We'll be back. Ooh, JT. Yeah. I gotta tell you something. I'm really excited about it. Uh, for the first time today, I woke up, I came to the store, and I, I feel confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? I don't care. Anything. I would rather I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Such a smart ass. Get back on the floor. <laughs> Take all the money that we need to school and to keep us deep people in and out of the fold. Spend it on a weapon you can never use. Make the world an offer that they can't refuse. Open up the door and let the shark man feed. Hoover of the future in the Leather. Boom. Just about to go myself. Who's this buddy Holly? TV show. It's JT, the great James Taylor. He didn't always do, uh, you know, kind of the schmaltzy uh, singer songwriter stuff. He occasionally did some good stuff. It sounds like Buddy Holly. It's nice. The other end of the phone, yeah. Slap leather. Okay, let's go. Um, we're back. Welcome to Fort Talk. And uh, think we've shook it off the old Denny curse there that came through. Yep, wiped off the pants. And we are now into our final segment of the show. And it is, of course, the only, the one, the great historical figure. figure. Go of course, we have to world. give shouts to the number one historical figure who we cannot stand. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he ha- who shall not be named. That's right. The one, the only. Sir. Isaac. Newton. Figgy. figgy. Suck it, Figgy. Suck it, Figgy. We invoke the name of Sir Isaac Newton because he discovered that little thing on gravity, and we don't like gravity because we throw things, and we want them to propel through the space and time without any of those physical properties getting in the way. Without even landing with any luck. That's right. Right. Um, and we have a hell of a historical figure this time. This is probably our best. It's Besides Abraham Lincoln. You know, they're still talking about that Abraham Lincoln. Still talking about him. Uh, this one's huge. I like it a lot. It's the one, the only, 
Theodore Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt, or like I like to call him, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. The TR. TR. Um, an American statesman, obviously, an author, an explorer, a soldier, naturalist, and reformer who, su- who served as the 26th president of the United States of America. From the years 1901 to the year 1909. That is right. He was born in 1858 in Manhattan, I believe it was. Yes, he was, yep. And uh, he died in 1919 in New York. Cove Neck, New York. Yep. And a couple quotes. Let's start out with some couple quotes here, right? All right. First of all, uh, do what you can with what you have and where you are. Right. I like that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's dead simple, but brilliant. And, of course, very famous, speak softly and carry a big stick. You will go far. True that. And finally, believe you can and you're halfway there. Absolutely. And his most favorite one yeah. was do unto others before they do unto you. <laughs> That's not one of his. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the crusher. Oh, for goodness sakes. Um, he was, um, so, first of all, uh, Teddy was not a small guy, not a huge guy. He was a compact guy. Yeah, for for that time though, he was a big dude. Five foot yeah. nine, two hundred and twenty pounds, but he was a solid two twenty. I think at that he was. Um, he benched three hundred and fifty pounds. But I think the two twenty was later in life. He was when he was a a war like served in the army. He was a fairly trim figure during the Cuban American War. He could was be fairly trim. Could be, but I I um I yeah, saw ride a horse. I saw pictures of him in doing a little research on this when he was younger, and he was a good looking dude. He was a good-looking dude. You got a crush on him, though? No, he just—he's a good-looking dude. Um, He—he grew up as a little kid with uh, terrible um, asthma, and um, but he had that. um, Everything I read, Big Daddy said that he had this uh, kind of fiery personality, right? He just was exuberant and a bit of a troublemaker. And so he um, he didn't let his his asthma get the better of him, and and I think he was pretty active and worked out his whole life, except for when he was uh, when he was hurt. Right. Well, interestingly, during the time when he was a, a, a young man, one of the cures for asthma, if if you were a young man, was to send you out to the west to do vigorous pursuits. Ooh, vigor. Vigorous pursuits. Yeah. Cool. So horror houses and stuff. <laughs> um, he um, he was a leader of the Republican Party during uh, his time uh, in um, in the presidential office. I think, like most historical figures that are great people, he uh, from what I read, he you know started with um, some stuff that didn't go well for him. He got into he tried getting into office and failed miserably to start with. Uh, was out doing his um, involvement in the military mm-hmm. uh, stuff, um, and then got back into it, and uh, and finally won. Um, he was the vice president first, right? McKinley's vice president, right? Yeah. And then um, and then McKinley was assassinated, right? And so he became um, the president of the United States um, for a short term because of the. Um, taking over from the president passing and then um one full term after that he was successful after that which is why he's elected in 1901 yep. yep um he he served i didn't know this big daddy but he served as the assistant secretary of the navy yes 
um, and he was obviously huge in the um, in the Spanish American War. Yeah, he was actually Rough uh, Riders and all that. He returned a hero from the Spanish American War. Yep. Um, he, um, I didn't, I didn't know this about him. I, he was actually had an assassination attempt against him. That's correct. When he was, um, it was when he was going, uh, he was trying to um, become a president again for the second time in 1912. Right. So, and of course, what's interesting, and per our previous uh, conversation uh, about Trump. Is the so when he was president, he actually um, was uh, basically um, brought Taft along, right? So he Taft was his prodigy, right? And he helped him to become president. And then the guy's in in the office, and while he's in office, he's not happy with what he's doing. He didn't like the way he was conducting business, and so he started a new. Um, Group. A, new, a new party. The a pro- new party. The Progressive Party. The Progressive Party. And there was multiple guys involved in that progressive movement. And, and it had a totally different name than it would now, right? When you think was, Progressive uh, Party now, you think uh, in our modern era more of a liberal-type scenario. I think of flow. Progressive insurance. <laughs> progressive insurance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Um, that, that's what they were. But, yeah, so they were really into um, getting a lot of the cronyism out of uh, – politics there was i mean go figure uh in the late 1800s and early 1900s politics was just as corrupt and awful as it is now huh go figure Weird. yeah it was full of people who were basically in it for their own gains there was you know all kinds of unions and and bosses that would just you know do whatever they wanted but would go against the kind of expectations that he had for that so mm-hmm. starts his own um i think that's the history of the politics worldwide totally it, i mean it's just, yeah it's the same thing that you've seen over and over again so he starts this new um uh group and tries to go after the presidency then and he's out um doing his thing and someone shoots him dead in the chest shoots him dead in the chest the bullet goes through his metal case for his eyeglasses, through a 50-page speech that's folded in half and lodges in his chest. Which, by the way, a 50-page speech, that's a long speech. <laughs> yeah, you well, think? Maybe, maybe, maybe they, they shot him to shut him up. written really big. It yeah. could, could be big words and all that, right? True. But it's still, it goes through a lot of material. That's a lot of paper. Lodges in his chest. Uh, and you know, luckily for him, doesn't go through. Now, here's the fascinating part of that whole thing, right? This is why he's a badass and would be an amazing thrower. He gets shot. Obviously, there's a scuttle. Right. He's a big hunter, as we know. He's hunted in the West and all over the place. Big game. Africa. And he knows, as a hunter, that if you have had a good shot on an animal and you've actually punctured their lung, for example... The blood's going to start coming into the lung, and they start to cough blood, right? Mm -hmm. He, at this point, has been shot. He's bleeding, but he has no idea that the bullet has been slowed down enough by those two layers of things Mm -hmm. that it hasn't actually gone into his body cavity. Right. And so, but he's, um, you know, obviously figuring out what's going on with him, and he notices that he's not coughing blood. He's not spitting blood or anything like that. So he's 
comfortable that he he's also not passing out yeah any of that so he didn't so he thinks he's okay like it hasn't gone through and he gets up and finishes a freaking 90 minute speech while bleeding Mm -hmm. but obviously he didn't read the pages that he'd written oh (laughs) well he had to skip over certain words because there's a hole in it (laughs) pretty much yep and and i noticed there's a picture and maybe this is like in the smithsonian or something but they still have the paper and the and the the case oh, do they? that it went through. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Pictures of it yeah. and all that. So we'll see it on Pawn Stars next week. <laughs> so he delivers this speech while shot. That's like super badass. They don't make them like that anymore. But, but did you? Lincoln I mean, never did you that. Wanna, should I give the quote? Yeah. Sure. Sure. So his opening comments, he spoke for 90 minutes. Right. His opening comments to the gathered crowd were... Quote, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know whether you fully understand that I have just been shot, but it takes more than that to kill a bull moose, unquote. And the bull moose was the nickname the name for, of the party. for his progressive party. Right. There you go. Interesting. Yep. Fascinating, right? So so anyway. Oddly enough, he didn't win. He did not win. No. Didn't win. Um, and uh, got back into doing um, other things. When World War One, I, I noticed this little bit, too. When World War One breaks out, he and a bunch of others were kind of put together like a volunteer army kind of thing right um because he was a huge promoter of the allies right he was like the uh, everybody who at the time because early in the war everybody wasn't sure uh because we were such a new nation of lots of different immigrants mm-hmm. everybody was like you know like all the germans were like the german americans were like i'm not sure what I want, what I'm thinking about this. Right. He was a hardliner on the. You're not a hyphen. In fact, he's the first guy who who came up with. You're not a hyphenated American. You're either American or you're not. Right. And but he was a, he was a big proponent of that. And because now he, everybody's a hyphenated. He was such a he was such a uh, kind of a hero and icon from various other conflicts that they put together a group that he was going to lead to Europe mm-hmm. and Taft shut it down. And he never no, forgave him. Not Taft. Not Taft, the president at the time. Um, no, it was Taft. No, Taft, World War, the president World War II was Wilson. Wilson, Woodrow Wilson. Wilson. Maybe, maybe it was, it was before we got into the war, though, maybe. So Taft, I think, no, did it. No, Taft was not, was Taft reelected in 1912? Yes, he was reelected. Well, then it was Taft. Yeah, it was Taft. And he never forgave him. Never forgave him. Um, hmm. And then... You know, he goes to Africa, he cuts his leg, he gets malaria, he almost dies. You know, the bullet wound helps. It, they, they mentioned that he can't work out anymore. Right. Because he used to be really active. So he gains a ton of weight, gets, gets all fat, goes to Africa, gets malaria. His, his body uh, uh, immune system's all compromised. So the mm-hmm. bullet in his chest, which they leave. Right. They left the bullet in his chest because it was better just to leave it. He died which, with it in him. Which also probably did something to his health because a lead bullet in your body cavity oh is gosh. not a good thing. So he has that. Well, it is sterile. Loses 50-plus pounds. He barely makes it home, but he does make it alive back to the U.S. And uh, and then continues to live a full life. I mean, he lived a full life. Oh, yeah. The guy did everything he possibly did. Oh, my. He won a Nobel Peace Prize. You know that? Yeah, for uh, for getting the Russo Japanese Japanese war yeah, yeah. Uh, again, 
we never hear this because it's, it's deep history, right? But who knew that Russians and Japanese were having a war of some Well, kind? he had the great, you know, the great white fleet where they sailed the fleet around the world. Right, to show our you know, supremacy. Show the, support, the power of the Navy. Was yeah. that when he was uh, the secretary of the Navy? Uh, Assistant secretary? Was that at your notes here. I'm thinking he was president at the time. Oh, okay. Anyway. One of the, the, I mean, and this is in the forefront of my mind because I grew up in North Dakota where we have the Theodore Roosevelt National Park in North Dakota, and there's also part of it in South Dakota. But one of his greatest things he did was he created, he helped create the national park system that we now have today. Right. And we have in in the United States one of the greatest national park systems. Yeah. It's been a model for... Many other countries. Yeah, huge conservationist. Yeah. Yep. And um, so, first of all, I mean, it's a no-brainer that he would be awesome. Don't even ask me. At the beer garden. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, he's number one. Yeah. Best athlete, best beer garden. Beer garden. He'd be awesome. Yep. You'd want to hang out with him, like you said, Big Daddy. You were saying to me one day that uh, you um, were asked once in one of your educational things what famous character you right. would sit down and have dinner with yep right and who was it it was teddy roosevelt teddy roosevelt yep. have a steak have a beer steak potatoes beer you know you're gonna have a great story with the guy yeah you know? awesome um and i think he you know i think he probably had a good powerful core he looks like he's built like like a chad allum mm. yeah i mean he, they're right yep. you know i mean so some guys that we throw with don't necessarily look like they've got i mean they don't have necessarily big bulging arms mm. and 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 Lats and actually most of the guys that don't look like that. Yeah, they they they, their core their core strength really is where where it's at for them, right? Right. Right. And Teddy seems like he'd be that kind of guy, like he'd be really good at that stuff, right? And he'd have stamina. He'd be tenacious, right? Competitive, you know. I think yeah, he'd be really competitive on the like at you know end of the day. It's late. You've been in the sun all day. You're tired, and you still got caber left. He would dig deep and get her done. He had good facial hair. He'd be a good sport. He did have a good mustache. He did. Yeah. Yes. So, so Teddy rocks. Yeah. Yeah. And he's on Mount Rushmore. He is on. There you go. He is on Mount Rushmore. He's a rock. Yeah. We should we should have a Highland Games. We have a Mount Rushmore Highland Games, and we have to throw the sheaf into his nose. Oh. That'd be a long way. One of the quotes at his be a world record. One of the quotes at his death, because he, he basically he passed away in his sleep. His son was with him. Um, he wasn't feeling well. Doctor came and saw him, helped him out, felt a little better. He went to bed. He died at like 3 or 4 in the morning. And um, his son put out a, a post right after that on the wire that said, The Great Lion is dead. And um, and then the one of the coolest quotes that came out first was from one of the presidents, I think at the time, um, who said... Death had to take Teddy at night when he was sleeping. Because if it came during the day, he was screwed. That's right. Which was an awesome yeah, I like quote. That. Yeah. Well, there was also the quote that he made just before he died. Which was? Which was, I told you I was sick. <laughs> uh, never gets old, that. Never, never gets, gets old. old. Um, so, so, yeah. TR, you the man, baby. You the man. man. And that's our historical figure for this episode. And by the way, yes, if it's head to head, he beats Lincoln. 
Oh, you think? Yeah, Lincoln's skinny. That's a bold, yeah. bold statement. That's a bull moose statement. Yeah, yeah, it is. If you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Let me just put you this way: one of them recovered from a bullet wound. One right. of them, not so much. Oh, one of them was to the head. Wow. What's your point? Shoot me in the head. I'll live. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> from the from the cheap seats, injured Slim Jim pointing yes. out the difference between a head wound and a chest wound. Boom in <laughs> the chest. All right. Um, and uh, you know what that means, Big Daddy? That means it's time for the closing remarks. And that's the, the show. show. Thanks for listening. I'm gonna, I'm Thanks gonna, again to our sponsors, Mattress Ranch at www.mattressranch.com. That's one word. Yeah. Um, uh, Brett would like to say thank you for all the likes and thanks listens. Thanks for all the likes and listens. Closing in on 14,000 plays soon. The Fork Talk podcast comes out whenever we damn well please. Pretty much. Uh, especially we please because it's been four months, but we're back. All seven of you listeners, we're back. <laughs> Questions or comments, you can email us at info at fork-talk.com or on Facebook at Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Hoss. Until next time. May the fork be with you. Hey, you know, I didn't think about how awesome that is now that uh, uh, Star Wars is back. The fork, may the fork be with you. It's even more appropriate than it ever was. Yeah, gotcha. Can we please go on with it? You are the sheaf to my fork, Big Daddy. Slanchamor, great health. Captain Quint, knock JT off of this thing and take it away. Word to your mother. Word to your mother. Where's that asshole, Denny? Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Hoss. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!